coming up. It's the holidays in Hogsmeade. That's next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 728, for the week of November 26th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! There she is. Mary Jo Malata willie Hello! And Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, hi there. Alright, so Nancy is trying out her... Nifty new Universal Studios Hollywood annual silver pass, pass which silver I have pass. something to say about that. Ooh, I, I, I want to hear. I, I have no doubt. Um, and okay. so you visited. You visited over Thanksgiving. When were you there? Uh, we were there on Black Friday. Nice. So, so you got to check out some of the new, the new decorations in Hogsmeade and some of the other Christmas festivities there at Universal Hollywood? Yep, I sure did. And let me just say that whole thing about how Californians sleep until 10-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works true for Universal Studios, too. Nice. <laughs> That's a nice tip. <laughs> because, okay, my brother and his wife are in town, and God bless, I love my brother. But he is very... He is more intense about punctuality than either Mary Jo or Michael. Oh, I would like him. (laughs) Oh, he's even worse. He'll be there a half an hour early and then wondering why things don't start 10 minutes early. (laughs) So he's one of those. Um, And I love him very dearly. So we were there just right at opening which I told him it's better to get there just a hair after because they don't like to stand in line. But when they go really, really early, they stand in line and then they end up having to stand in line, which of course irritates them. And then, you know, the first rush goes through and actually at Universal, when the first rush goes through the gates, then the, it, the lines are basically nothing through the gates. Right. So we got it, got there just after the first rush went through the gates and through the security. And so we just literally walked up, walked through security, walked right in. So you, you I see mean, that, that, you see that at Disneyland too. It's like if park opens at eight, there's a, the, it, if you get there between eight and eight fifteen, it's a big line and then nothing until like 10 o'clock. Then again, mm-hmm. The, the lines meet. Yeah, it's yeah. like a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, okay, we have, we renewed our, our, we bought silver passes. So mm-hmm. we took our, you know, I had my email and there's a PDF attachment on the email. <laughs> and all they have to do is barcode that yeah. for each person. So you don't have to print anything mm-hmm. out. You don't have to be anal retentive about any of that. You just have to have that. And if you want to back up, email it to somebody else. Um, now my brother and his wife did front of the line pass. So they had me purchase the, their tickets like that. Um, and right now there's a special going on or there was a special. I think it's over now. You had to buy your tickets by like yesterday, um, to, um, take advantage of it. But it was like 20 bucks off of the front of the line pass. Nice. Um, sponsor. It was their Coca-Cola special. Um, but 
everybody, you have to present ID. So if you're not from Southern California, you couldn't take advantage of it. So needless to say, they owed me another 40 bucks. I was happy with that. <laughs> but, um, so when they went through the turnstiles, um, to pick up your front of the line pass, you have to go all the way down to the end of the entry street to the box office. So that's kind of, that building is, to put it in Disneyland perspective, that building is sort of kind of where the hub would be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're lo- thinking Disneyland Main Street. Is that the building so, that that is... Looks back- like a theater. Yeah, and it backs up to like the plaza. Yeah. Yeah, it's right on the left hand right. side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was sort of to the left to the it, it the French Street um bounces Got off it. of it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Know where you're talking about. Okay. So um so anyway, you have to go to the box office. Which it's right across from the water world entrance. Also. Yeah. We got it, we got so, it. So um so anyway, you have to go there in order to um pick up your front of the line pass. And that's also where you would go to um to upgrade your ticket right. to any kind of annual pass. This is where I get a little cranky because I wanted to go ahead and spend the extra money and up and upgrade my pass to a gold so that one of us would have it for parking and for merchandise discounts. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, when we did our pass online, which is where you should always do any of your universal tickets, never buy them there, always go online because you'll save like a minimum of 10 bucks um, per ticket. We also went ahead, since it was the Silver Pass, we took the payment plan. Oh, okay. Okay? So, which is kind of a sucky payment. It's really kind of a stupid payment plan to begin with. Um, And I probably should have just realized it and just not done it. Because as we mentioned on our new show last week, that... um, if you do the payment plan, you're still plopping $160 down. Right. And then that leaves you another, like, I think it's 230 or something like that for the pass. So it leaves you like another 60 or 70 bucks to pay off the rest of the year. <laughs> and so your monthly payments are like $5 a payment right, or something right. silly like that. <laughs> so, you know, that's part of the problem, especially if you're buying for a family of four. So I said, okay, well, how about I pay mine off right. and give you the rest of the money for this and then upgrade it? No, because that's the type of pass it is and that's the type of pass it's coded to be. You cannot upgrade those. Are you serious? They would not let you upgrade your pass. Nope. That doesn't make any sense. No. It means some more money. Right. I know. And the staff there didn't understand it either. They didn't, the staff there didn't understand it also. But yes, because it was coded as that kind of pass, even after you pay them off, you can't upgrade them. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And considering they're non-transferable, you can't, you just have to chuck it and say, okay, I'll just get a new pass. If you want or to deal upgrade. with it, I wouldn't check. Yeah, I wouldn't That's a lot of money to check. I know. Yeah. 
so of course I'm not going to get a new pass, right. but I, you know, I'm like, okay, there goes all that extra money I would have bought in merchandise and, you know, stuff like that. Cause I could get a discount on it. It, yep. it changed my spending on how I was going to, going to buy stuff the rest of that, mm-hmm. tr- that day. So I was a little disappointed in that, obviously. So that's my first beef. So know what you're getting into when you do the payment plan. The payment plan is good on gold and up, but not... Yeah. Um. And if you want to... Say you want to decide to go front of the line. They have something bizarre. It's like... um. What did they say? Front of the... You could, you could have your choice on two different types of front of the line... There was like 119 or no, 129 or $139 payment. And then for one visit or, um, unlimited visits for 159 to each ride. Okay. So it was either 119 or 159. And that was on top of, that was for an annual pass holder. Right. And that was all, and what they mean by unlimited visits is it's just for that day. single yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. So my kids, on the other hand, made the most of their unlimited visiting while not having a front of the line pass <laughs> by going over, oh my God, Zoe would get off Harry Potter and she would run back to the single rider line, get on it again, and was looping it. Nice. And got stuck upside down once. How did she like that? Oh, my God. Um, well, it's getting stuck upside down. She said she was kind of freaked out for a while because none of us were there with her. She went by herself. And, um, mm. and yeah. So there we go. All right. So what's Universal doing for the holidays? The holidays, um, the decor around the park is actually fairly nice. So there's okay. decor everywhere, which is kind of neat. Um, Harry Potter, the big thing this year is this is the projection lights uh-huh. on the, on Hogwarts. Right. And they have Christmasified them. And if anybody caught my, um, my, um, YouTube posting, I mean, not YouTube, um, Facebook Live. Live. Yeah. I did a Facebook Live from it. And um, that was interesting because Facebook said at first it didn't want to, it couldn't post it because there was copyrighted uh-huh. music. Yeah. Uh, something um, about Harry Potter Christmas. That's happened before. Yeah. And so it's an, it's a specific orchestration that's done for them as Christmas music. I'm not sure if it was Christmas music from the film. It probably was some of the scoring from the film. Um, but I'm, you know, they let you get right up there, right on the castle. Um, the best places to, they, they fill everybody up from the entrance. Um, gate, the, the, you know, the brick entrance gate towers where the, you enter the ride. Um, they start the, the viewing from there and they tell everybody to move up and move forward. So they put VIP groups on the little stage that you, they use for the frog chorus. And then everybody else kind of just randomly fills in that open spot. And they were filled up pretty much all the way back to Ollivander's and then some. How often do they do it? Every half an hour. And it's the same show every time? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Although the the brochure for the the park map says that, and the app say that nine o'clock is the best showing. Okay. Is the best time to watch. So I'm not sure. We didn't stay all the way to nine o'clock. I guess we'll try and go and hit that at another point. It could be just that's when kids are in bed and. Well. Everyone, you know, the park technically closes yeah. at nine o'clock too. Yeah. Yeah. So most people are, are out the, the door out. by yeah. then. Yeah. But, um, we saw it at six and again at six thirty or seven. So we saw it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And if you, they will let you, um, watch it, you know, from the exit of the attraction, they do shut down flight of the hippogriff while it's running. Okay. So you don't have the noise. Um, and you can sort of hear the music kind of start inside um, Filch's Emporium, but not terrifically, if that makes sense. So, I mean, you kind of vaguely know something's going on, but not quite. Like, if you're, if you're not paying attention, right, you wouldn't realize right. the show has started. Um, they open up with snow. You know, they do like a... Te- um, like a basic background snow lighting all over the, all over Hogwarts and such. And then they open up with a variety of light effects, lights, um, around the castle windows and the ghosts of the castle mm-hmm. all come out and float around in front of the castle along the mountain. Um, you know, in, in like, um, choral groups, they're all singing, you know, like singing carols. Um, and then it opens up into into broader. I won't give you everything, but some of the yeah. highlights are. Um, I and I believe we, Tyler Tyler was there to film it, so okay, there I, should be video up. Uh, and if not, I don't. I'm not sure that went up, but I know the um, the Orlando version is is the same. I think, and so and that is up on the Diz. So YouTube.com YouTube.com slash WDWinfo. Um, you could tell from the beginning, you know. You weren't really sure just from the snow lighting and some of the initial effect how amazing it was going to be. But the minute the ghosts came out, it the clarity and the sharpness of the projections were amazing. Just the detail and the, the art style they were using. They used a lot of art style like um, in almost a toy kind of thing. Like one of the scenes, um, the castle turrets open up to reveal the ball, you know, the, the ball mm-hmm. when Hermione dances with Victor and, and Hagrid, uh, dances with, with, um, Madame from the French school. Um, so they're, they're all open and the, they look like, um, music box pairs. You know, like little carved right, music right. box figures. That's the stylist stylism they used on those. That was really cool. And then probably my favorite of all the scenes and sequences was um, was when uh, Fred and George Weasley decide to take over the the um, the experience. Nice. All right, let's let's leave that there. Uh, um, I'm gonna leave that there, yeah. but it wraps very well. The music is great, um, and it was really a good show. And I would not miss it if you're in Universal for the holiday season. All right, awesome. 
The one no. thing I'm not sure I would admit I would do again, though, however, was the holiday dinner, the special holiday dinner meal at um, the Three Broomsticks. Okay. So that was the other special holiday thing. Besides the hot butter beer, which is back, which I personally think is the best of the butter beers. <laughs> okay. I, I like the hot. I, I, it's like drinking a hot toddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, those, those wonderful hot toddies that your mother or grandmother would give you and, uh, you know, with the butterscotch and the, yeah. Um, the meal comes. You had a wild right. <laughs> They weren't alcoholic. She would like, well, she would like drop a, you know, drop a butterscotch, <laughs> a so, Brock's butterscotch. And it so, was at so grandmother's, uh, grandma's recipes at California Adventure, Michael, that had that. Hot apple cider with the uh, bourbon, bourbon and yeah, the marshmallow. marshmallow yeah. okay. <laughs> so about the dinner. Okay, so the dinner, um, the dinner is, and maybe I'm just not British enough, Michael. Um, it is tur- a thinly sliced turkey with gravy. Um, mm-hmm. It is um, pickled cat, pickled red cabbage. You know, cooked red cabbage. There's a banger, a pig in a blanket, which is basically one of the English banger-style sausages wrapped in bacon. The dressing was really good. I got to admit, the scoop of dressing was good, and the steamed vegetables were good. And then there were some thinly sliced potatoes, and those were okay. Um, I mean, it wasn't that bad. The, the sausage I could have done without, it just really didn't have the right flavor to it, and the gravy was really salty. So that was, I think, what ruined that portion of the dinner for me. Um, I mean, everything else was good on that. And then you could opt for a side of Christmas pudding. <laughs> Ooh, what was the Christmas pudding? It was heavily molasses, heavily molasses based. Um, lots of raisins. It was very, it was a very crumbly texture. It was a very spongy, crumbly texture, like. It seemed more like it was grains, you know, like grains and, and dried fruits that were just kind of held together. Mm-hmm. And it had a, not quite a caramel sauce, but it was sort of a hard sauce, but not quite a hard sauce. Um, if that okay. makes sense to the non-British. Um, <laughs> and it had a candied orange on top. Mm-hmm. The flavor was, it was not designed for an American palate. I I enjoyed it, but I know that, I mean, okay. Was it bland for you, Nancy? <sighs> it was. When you say American, it's more like we're so, south, you know, southwestern. Palates. No, it's um, American, as in that blend of spices and flavoring is great in a it was like heavy on the cardamom and heavy on a few of the spices that most american palates can only take in a little bit it was not a tr- it was not a traditional bread puddingy type flavor at all or bread puddingy type texture at all so i think pe- if people are thinking oh it's a christmas pudding it's going to be kind of like a bread puddingy sort of thing it's going to be you know creamy and melt in your mouth no it has a completely different texture um i put a picture of the meal up on my facebook page um so you can actually see what the pudding looks like 
but it's definitely like, um, you know how when you make like a little side dish with like a rice peel off and you pack it into a, you pack it into a tin to shape it? Or, you know, when you're at a restaurant and you get something that's been molded. Right. It, it had that kind of a feel to it as opposed, there wasn't much structure binding the cake. Okay. So, I mean, it, do, it didn't taste quite like any other Christmas puddings I've had. So, Michael, how would a traditional British, you're the British one of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Um, I ha- it's been so long since I've had one. I, I really couldn't tell you. Okay, maybe. So usually, usually, you know, there's fruit in it and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So, um, this sounds a little different from what I'm used to. So, there we go. You know, so. All right. Was there, so anyway, was I wouldn't there, get it again. Okay. Was there was any, okay. any other entertainment going on? Special entertainment going Oh, on? yes, yes. I almost forgot. The, um, the Frog Choir mm-hmm. has a special holiday selection, okay. which was very fun. I stopped and watched them for a while. Um, let's see. I honestly did not... I saw, like, the... The houses, you know how they did, they have the, the Triwizard, um, house introduction, or school introduction ceremony, where they bring out the Bobatons and the Durmstrangs. Mm-hmm. There was dead silence like I was crazy yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> no, no, I know. I, rem- I remember the scene from the film. Okay. They do a little show with that every every day. They do multiple shows where they have, like, you know, the Durmstrang guys do the the demonstration of marshals and uh, marshal things and the Bobatons dance around. And this is the first time I've seen the Bobatons with a gymnastics costume, uh, one of the gymnasts leading them. I don't ever remember seeing them in any gymnastics costumes before, but they they apparently now have one of the Bobaton uh, performers dressed as one that, of the gymnasts. But that wasn't them. holiday themed. Um, I didn't unfortunately okay. see it, but I saw them all posing for pictures gotcha. after okay. the the thing was over. Now, the one fun thing that we actually did, which I actually didn't realize you could do with the, um, you know, the interactive wands that they sell. Okay, tell me if I'm if I'm just late to the game on this. I didn't realize the interactive wands that they actually do an independent sorting process with them, like the the shop. The, the shop wizards will, um, sit down and talk with you and they will, um, they will help you choose your wand based on, and they have wands made of, I think, 13 different types of woods. So, um, to give you an idea, I think I might have held like four of them or five of them before, um, before I finally found my wand. <laughs> Such a racket. Well, it kind of, I mean, it, in some ways it kind of is, but it was, it was really fun. The girls had wanted to do it because Zoe broke her original wand. We got her a few years ago at Universal in Florida. And 
we each ended up with such different wands out of the bunch. Mm. So they have, let me count, one, two, three, four, wait a minute, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, I was right. Thirteen different wo woods. Um, interestingly enough, um, Lily ended up with, I think, a rowan wood. I ended up with a reed and, um, and Zoe ended up with an Elderwood. Hmm. Not Alderwood, Elderwood. I think um, that's really fun that you get to do, have those, have that kind of an experience there. You know, that they take the time to fit you out with the right type of wand. And so they pull them based on what you tell them about yourself. Mm -hmm. What was interesting is, I kind of went between two of them. Um, they showed me one that, first they showed me one that was traditionally Hufflepuff, um, because I was wearing my Hufflepuff shirt. <laughs> and they said that the, um, which one is it, is supposed to be the traditional Alder, the Alderwood as opposed to Elderwood. Um, that one's traditionally a Hufflepuff one. Um, and that one was nice, but didn't fit in my hand right. Um, and then I think they tried a an ivy. And I liked that one. That one wasn't bad. And it was kind of a toss between the ivy and the reed. And I ended up with the reed. And it says, reedwood is associated with scholarship and knowledge. Reed people are good with words and steadfast in their beliefs. Hey, Sorry. I can express myself. I may right. not be eloquent about it sometimes, but right. anyway, so it, it was just kind of really interesting. So there's like a little paragraph and you can mm. take a picture of it. And so I thought that that was fun and that would make an excellent Christmas present and all of them are $49.95. That's the interactive ones, right? Yeah, those are the interactive ones okay. that you can do the windows with. Yeah. And Zoe's was really creepy. It was like a skull with a snake built into the skull. Nice. On the inside. Oh. And it was, but she said that was the one that really fit her and actually the description was pretty much dead on for hers so uh, there we let's, go let's talk about is there any christmas merchandise on hogsmeade in her potter in wizarding world there are stockings in okay. the um in the train station okay um there's um and they're they're train station themed and of course there is there's little the dog is very upset that there were no dog-related items, um, <laughs> but you can always edit that out. Um, not, even, not even like Fluffy or whatever. What was the name of the dog in the film? Oh, uh, Fluffy is the Sarah, is the is the what's Hagrid's dog's name? Oh, um, Fang. So I mean, they have a stuffed Fluffy and a stuffed Fang, um, but there are. They're like little silver, you know, little silver and gold, um, nine and three quarters platform things or Hogwarts Express, you know, brass hanging things. There are little house, you know, if you, if someone's interested in doing, um, doing a house ornaments on their tree, you know, they have those. Okay. Um, they did have, I did see, um, Harry Potter ribbon. Like it was ribbon colored for each of the houses. Mm -hmm. Saw some spools of ribbon. Um, I saw what else? 
I would say that there are tons of different things. One really nice thing I did see was there's a lovely Marauder's Map scarf now. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really cool, and if anybody wanted to give that to me for Christmas, I wouldn't be upset. Um, well, let's hope Ian's right? listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he doesn't listen. Are you kidding me? He's just like everybody except Carol. <laughs> All right. Any anything else holiday wise in in Wizarding World that you need to mention? <sighs> no, I think that that's pretty much Kinda it. Under, understated. Um, it is understated. Um, Which is probably how, how she would like it, but yeah. Probably. I mean, there wasn't even, like, anything, like, I mean, I would have at least expected a, a small bit, a small sprig of pine here or two on the hog. Right. In in the hogshead. And, <clears throat> no, he was pretty much his usual hogshead self. We got mm. to watch him snort all the way through our meal. That was attractive sounds to eat by. I'm sure. Because uh, normally he, most people don't meander into there to go eat, but there are tables in there to go eat at. Uh, any holiday highlights the rest of the park? Ooh. Um, Just here and there. Okay, everybody wants to know, how is Mario Lopez decorated <laughs> for the holidays? <laughs> Tinsel. You know, they were doing a Mario Lopez um, thing up at CityWalk <laughs> that day, because it was a Friday, so Access Hollywood was on. Um, but no, we didn't sign up for that. Okay, CityWalk has a beautiful, huge, wonderful Christmas tree with a sled next to it. And they were um, doing pictures during the daytime. Okay. Like you could sit your family in the sled and stuff. Sure. Um, but not at night. We didn't see the guys at all. They had closed up shop. Cause we wa- we went in right after Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. We went in to go to the movies. And by the time we came out, they were closed up and we saw a two o'clock movie. Mm-hmm. So we were really surprised. And Just- the, the renovated theater is nice, but my seat didn't work. My recliner didn't work. I asked for my money back. I got a free ticket. Nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you're in a situation like that, AMC will make it better. Um, so, did you I, see the Did you see the Grinch? No, not out till December first. Mary Jo was right about that. I was okay. thinking it was earlier, but it wasn't. Now, the Despicable Me characters are out for photo ops. Okay. Um. So there's that, and that's pretty much it. Unfortunately, I didn't. Holidays hasn't. They really haven't. Okay. Now the um, the New York townhouses are all done up. You know where the two mm-hmm. people sit in the wi- the neighbors right, right, right. sit in the window and yell at everybody and have conversations, <laughs> which are hysterical if you've never done that. Yeah. And a few of the wandering characters are dressed for the holidays. Okay. Not the mummy. Um, the mummy is not. But I they have. Yeah, we saw so many different characters go through that whole area. So right there by the box office, by the Starbucks, that's your big place to meet all your characters Mm -hmm. um, and get your personal photos and stuff like that. Um, Scooby-Doo, however, was Christmased out, and he was running around all over the place. And, um, oh, the um, front of the park is all Christmased out, so you can take your picture with Christmas trees on the red carpet in front of the gates. And that's pretty much it. 
for right now. I mean, I'm going to pop in later and I might give an update. Okay. In another week or two, so. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Nancy. Now we know how Harry Potter celebrates Christmas. I know, right? I mean, it was simple around the rest of it, but I think overall the projections are the big, are the Mm -hmm. big draw. That's the big draw, yeah. And they're nice. I watched, uh, you, I'm sorry, say that again? No, and they're nice. Yeah, I, I was watching when you were, um, posting that on Facebook Live and it just looked really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Talk about being immersive. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, everyone. That's going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we'll be back, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.